The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. Do it. 16 years and she's still a fucking teenager. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who buys comic books and still like, isn't that a teenager thing and plays computer games? It's way more teenagerish than dropping your clothes on the floor. I know lots of adults that drop their clothes on the floor. That's why you have, well, your bedroom's too small, but I was going to say that's why you have a chair in your bedroom because then you have a chair robe. You should see the chair. It's like carpet. (laughs) Literally, there's no clothes on the floor. It's not why you have a chair in your bedroom. (laughs) Well, my clothes normally are over the mirror. That's, that's... It's just like if you if you got clothes, like you take the clothes off and you put them in the dirty washing basket. Yeah, we washed. do that. Well, yeah, we do that too. Yeah. It's like because because like you know, what if you want to wear it again? What if it's like we don't all you sweat don't, and disgusting you like you? Don't wear it again. You don't wear it. You put it in the wash. What and do you then mean you don't wear it again? And then you wear it again when it's fresh. How much water are you going through? Do you wear something new? Do you use different towel every day as well? No. No, I don't. I would if I could. Yeah, I would too. I love staying in hotels, like having clean sheets and clean towels every day. It's luxury. (laughs) Luxury. Luxury. So um, we're just enjoying your couch at the moment. And I did ask before if I'm allowed (laughs) to That chair's going to have an orgasm any (laughs) time if you keep rubbing it like that. Talk of luck. The chair or? (laughs) I don't know. It might do something for you. I don't know. (laughs) It's very soft. I I am horny when I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Cecilia, step away. How tired are you? How tired are you? I'm so tired that I would love to record this laying down, but I'm... I fear that Just that would swap. be too far away from the <laughs> from the mic. The no, I think if I laid down, I might start revealing personal secrets about myself, like you're at a therapy session. <laughs> That's okay. Do a therapy That's podcast. what this podcast is all about. What therapy? <laughs> no, sharing secrets and going on tangents, <laughs> going on all sorts of tangents. I don't know what kind of secrets I would want to share with the internet, though. I, I, people who listen to uh, Diz Down Under and listen to Unscripted at the moment, just they're going, "What the hell oh. have I downloaded?" Speaking of what the hell, you're the first one to drop the f bomb on the podcast. Oh, which what this podcast? Yeah. When did I do it already? Yeah, you've done it already. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> surprised when you're referring to my clothes filing habits. Ah. <laughs> it's literally the first thing that came out of your mouth, basically. This is the second episode and first F-bomb drop. Is that right? I don't, I think we kept it. I think, yeah, Kat said frickin' last time. That's or frick, right. Frick. Frick. Yeah, yeah. I so I, I always thought I would be the first one to drop the F-bomb. I think you said crap as well. Oh, yeah. Well, crap's not really a swear word, is it? To, to be fair, I didn't realise we were recording, so... Uh, but. <laughs> But I'll take. Yeah, that bit where we said, yeah. "I'm just going to start recording yeah. now." That's <laughs> generally you know the bit that... before she pressed yeah. the recording button, where she said, "Let's just record." Fair enough. I'll stake that claim. Well, if we if we are recording, maybe uh, shall I officially start the show? Oh, if we must. Okay. <laughs> G'day and welcome to Tangent City. Well, so sorry, I'm so, I'm so remind used... everyone that we're in Australian. Yeah. Well, I'm G'day, so... you're I'm... listening to Tangent City. <laughs> I'm just oh so used to gosh, talk- Where are you from? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, so used so to, I'm just so used to doing it that way. I feel like we should actually move and just like have like, because these are our bedside tables. <laughs> so maybe we should just like go and like hang in bed. <laughs> you can have a little nap and just wake up and interject at times and it'll be fine. I don't snore. Maybe so. next time. Maybe next time we'll give that a go. Yeah. And we'll all wear lingerie, including Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not saying Lacey that might fit you. God, <laughs> this why? podcast has taken a turn. <laughs> That's the whole else. point of this podcast. Because Rachel started rubbing the bloody yeah. chair. I'm still rubbing the bloody chair. Why did I think giving Rachel an open forum was a good idea? Yeah. Now, we, we should introduce ourselves just in case this is the first time anyone's listened to us, which is quite likely because this is only the second show of Tangent City. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you've listened to Unscripted, the film show... Then Actually, this might be the third show. Is it the third show? P- potentially. This is potentially the third or second show. That's how we roll. <laughs> it's Tangent City. It can go anywhere. Uh, so you know, if you've listened to Unscripted, the film show, you'll probably recognise <gasps> the voice, not of the dog. Um <laughs> You'll recognise the voices of Cecilia, Rachel, and myself, Lewis. And if you listen to uh, Diz Down Under, you'll recognise the voice of, well, me again, and also uh, Kat as well. And if you're an Avengers fan, you're like, so where's everyone else? (laughs) (laughs) And why are you swearing? Uh, Yeah, so the idea, if this is your first episode of Tangent City, the idea of Tangent City is uh, we go places we can't on our regular shows because obviously both Unscripted the Film Show and um, Diz Down Under are you know, family friendly shows there's there's no swearing there's no talks of orgasms from furniture um, <laughs> or orgasming furniture or, orgasming furniture uh, and on this, this show we can do things that we can't do there like this particular episode we're going to talk about Venom which is going to be a spoiler uh, cast where's the Speaking bell which, go get the oh. spoiler bell oh my gosh yeah, that's the We the, can't we can't do this without I the spoiler know. bell. So if if you have not listened to No, no, no. To, Rachel's in charge of the spoil the spoiler bell. What, you know what are you that. Doing? It's too far away from me right here, man. So <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that. That's Do you so want to cool. go? It's quite fun. Yeah. It didn't sound quite as good as yours, but... No, no, I've got... So, so this might be the next that. 10 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Just trying to get it right. So if, if you've not listened to a spoiler cast of anything before, we are going to spoil the beginning, the middle, the end, lines, uh, every single thing that you can imagine can be spoiled. We will be spoiling it. So that is your warning. If you keep listening and you haven't seen the movie and you get annoyed because you're like, oh, I can't believe they sent that. I was going to see it. Well, then it's on you because we just told you, man. So if you're still listening, it's fair warning. We used, seen, the we used the bell, man. So, um, yeah, or maybe you've decided not to see the movie and you just want to listen to someone spoil the whole thing so you don't have to pay to see the movie. <laughs> Surely people don't do that. I've done it before. No. Yeah, I, I said on the first recording oh, you did. that I Sorry. did with uh, Hereditary because I, I wanted to build my way up to being comfortable to watching it. I'm still not there yet. I might have to listen to that spoiler episode again. <laughs> One day. Okay. You'll get there. Anyway, today, um, like right now, we're going to talk about Venom and it's over to Lewis because he is the... <clears throat> The connoisseur of, of um, ice cream. The connoisseur of ice cream. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God, you're oh. tired. So, so with Venom the movie, this is a very polarizing film. Like this, I don't know if we've ever had a situation before where critics have gone, oh my God, this is a pile of trash. You know, it's a burning dumpster fire. And Turn then, in the wind even. Yeah, and then audiences have just gone, no, actually... I quite like it, which is just weird because on one hand you've got these people who their job is to, to write about films uh, or talk about films or, or that, that sort of thing. And on the other hand, you've got the people who actually pay the money to see the films. So it's, it's a really interesting dynamic you've got going on here. And we reviewed uh, Venom on Unscripted, the film show. And like, 
I think with the exception, I think we said it was kind of average. Cecilia and I said it was average. Rachel, I think turd in the wind was your actual mm-hmm. uh, score. Was it one turd in the wind? <laughs> one turd in the wind. One turd in the wind, which is also a line from the film, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I gave it two and a half. I think you um, both gave it two and a half. Yeah, yeah two yeah. and a half. Potato gems for me, I think yes, it was. Yes, yes, I um, appreciated that. I'm probably two and a half flapping tongues. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's more than likely. Um, <laughs> no, you said two and a half. Where the hell is Spider-Man? Where the hell is Spider-Man? Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. There's this very important uh, part of the film is Spider-Man's not there, there at all. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, so we thought it was kind of average. Um, the uh, critics said it was terrible. They, like, at the moment, the Rotten Tomato score for it is 30%, uh, which is not good. But the audience score, 89%. Who's seeing this 89%. That's a huge, like, range right there, just, like, between those. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. It makes no sense. Does it usually have such a big range? No. No, no, no. Usually you'll have, like, a a variance maybe, you know, 20 or 30%. You might go, oh, that's a bit of a a big... That's the word I was looking for, variance. Yeah. That's a bit of a a jump there. But uh, to have such a, you know, the critics going, it's terrible, and audience are saying, no, I quite like it, it's it's really weird. Now, this film, we should start off by saying, is that uh, Venom is a Marvel film because it's based on a Marvel character. It is not a Marvel Studios film. So you will not see Iron Man turning up in this film or Captain America or Thor or any of the Marvel Studios characters. This is Sony making a film with a Marvel character. And because of that, and because of the fact that Marvel Studios is using Spider-Man, you never actually see Spider-Man turn up in Venom. And you might say, well, what, what, why is that important? Why do you need to have Spider-Man and Venom? Because of the origin story. Exactly, exactly. Because I get a point there. <laughs> as a life yeah. as a super nerd. Because <laughs> Venom doesn't exist without Spider-Man. Uh, because the the original story was that uh, during the Secret Wars, when they were, when the Marvel heroes were off planet, Spider-Man's blue and red suit got completely destroyed, and so he had you know you can't fight naked it's just not on you know and so they had to find him a, a new super suit haven't you and seen scots history did. of violence yeah i was gonna say scots fought naked all the time no they had a kilt on at least they were naked from the waist down <laughs> there you go mortensen famously oh, no, hang on, fought naked in, in the spa thingy in history, history of violence, violence. i'll never forget scene. that Okay, you can fight naked, but back in the Comic Code Authority <laughs> days, uh, Wang Out wasn't allowed. So, so. Uh, oh, you got three giggling girls yeah. now. So, so basically, uh, Spider Man found this this new suit to wear, which was the the black suit with the white spider on the front of it. You know, very bold image, mm. awesome suit, like one of the best superhero suits ever made. And he just rocked this suit and was like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's go. Fight some stuff. And eventually he got back to Earth and he's still in the black suit. And I don't remember which uh, creator decided to go, well, this suit is, uh, you know, basically a, a living creature, a symbiote. And it is, you know, taking over Spidey. So he'd just like wake up at night, but sleepwalk and the suit would be taking around the city and doing stuff and doing some not so great stuff because the suit was evil. And then when Spidey realized that, that the suit was evil he uh tried to get rid of it and found out about the whole the uh sonics would kill the the suit so he went to a church where there's like the loud bells and everything like that and the the bells like destroyed the suit and i did that in inverted commas because it didn't kill the suit uh the suit just like stayed there and then eddie brock 
who hated Peter Parker for ruining his journalistic career, happened to also be in that same church. How did he ruin his journalistic career? I'm intrigued. Well, because Eddie Brock was a journalist, but he decided to make stuff up about a particular story. Oh. And Peter Parker called him out on it and said, no, no, that's all fabricated. That's not true. And so he lost his, his job and, and got fired. Uh-huh. And so he was his life was in ruins. And... The the version of, of Eddie Brock in the comics is very different to any that they've done on the screen because you had um uh what was it, the guy from the guy, the guy from that Topher seventy Grace? show Topher Grace Topher Grace played Eddie Brock in the Spider Man three and now you've got Tom Hardy playing it in uh, in Venom but they they're both like when Eddie Brock was in the comic he was a bodybuilder like he he had a ridiculously over muscular physique you're saying Topher Grace is not built. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And even Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy's got a good physique, but you wouldn't say he was a bodybuilder physique. No. Whereas in the comics... But he this, did Bane. I know he did Bane. Even then, he still wasn't like the Bane from the comics. Still wasn't as built as that, that character. Mm. But with Venom, it was like a muscle. It was like a guy who was like doing the whole bodybuilding, you know, very tan. Well, he wasn't very tan, but those kind of muscles. And because when the, the, the suit like connected with him, Venom became a massive character. So that's why he was so big and built was because the frame of the, the first guy that put him on was a massive built guy. Um, whereas the, we've got these slight guys in the, in the, uh, films, but I'll let that go because not many bodybuilders can act. Um, <laughs> but that's it. So you need Spider-Man to have Venom. So I was just thinking about The Rock. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, he, he would have... I think we're awesome. Yeah. The Rock... Stop stroking the couch while you say that. It's so weird. <laughs> the Rock would have played a great Venom. He would have been great for it. But The Rock is great and everything, so let's let it go. But... So in Venom the movie, no Spider-Man. So, you know, yet the character still looks a lot like Spider-Man. So for me, that was the, the, the first, well, this can't be right because you, you've, you've completely screwed up the story and how, how are we going to go with it? So in the, the new Venom, it's, uh, it starts off with a, uh, a spaceship crashing to Earth. And inside that spaceship is, I think it's four symbiotes. Yeah, and one of them, <clears throat> one of them disappears when it crashes. Yeah, and then he brings three back with him. Yes, yeah, and and, and when I mean say him, I mean Doctor Drake. Uh, what's his first name? Carlton. Doctor Carlton Drake. So God, he's, you've got a good memory. I never would have remembered that. <laughs> so Riz Ahmed is his name, the the actor's name. Um, I think I've got that right yep. too. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me, but yeah. So he is like a um, biological expert, um, genius sort of thing. So he's when like, he was, he's like Elon Musk. I think is what yeah. Going so for. when he was when he was about nineteen or something, he created this drug or something that killed cancer but he's not an overly ethical person and the whole reason he sends out this thing to go looking for life outside of earth is that he just assumes that we're all just going to eat up the earth and destroy it and we're going to have to go somewhere else um and they the symbiotes he discovers them and he tries to yeah you continue well he <laughs> he, he, he tries like, to what on earth was he trying yeah. to do yeah. well, <laughs> Living outside, really? living outside the Earth is very harsh, and uh, it's not really an environment that we're we're fit for. When he finds the symbiotes, he notices that they can survive, you know, in the vacuum of space. They can survive in in places we can't. The one thing they can't do is survive in the oxygen rich Earth without having somebody to to latch onto. So because they needed a set of lungs, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a symbiotic relationship between a human and the the creature, but it's got to be perfect. It's kind of like organ 
transplants, mm. you've got to have the perfect uh, recipient, the, the, the symbiote. Otherwise, they'll just consume the person until the person burns out and they need to find somebody else. And by consume, they mean like eat the organs and, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yes. It never looks tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The symbiotes have a, have a thing for organs. Um, and heads. Indeed, mm. indeed. Uh, the so that was the setup for it. And Eddie Brock is still in this version, a journalist, um, kind of like a, a guerrilla journalist in a way. Yeah, but he's not good. Like <laughs> I would never watch his show. He looks like such an arrogant. Like, oh, look what I've discovered. I yeah. don't know. He's, I don't know. Well, he does the hula. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're right. He's kind of like that. This is amazing. Let's do this. And it's like, oh, this is it. Not this is like very TMZ kind of journalism. Mm. I don't like this. Yeah, it's TMZ mixed with 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. 60 minutes from the 90s when it was good. Yeah. But- <laughs> so not very he- good anyway. and he's- I love that you said thought that 60 minutes was good. Like the Richard Carlton days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's such a tool as well because he's he's like uh, married. Is he, you're married. They're married, aren't they? No, no, no. Fiance. fiance remember, because she hands oh, the yeah, ring yeah. back. So his fiance. Can't is... just do that to get divorced. Hang on, <laughs> oh, I can't even get it off. <laughs> <laughs> his fiance is Anne Wying, played by Michelle Williams. So this is interesting because I mean, obviously uh, Tom Hardy has played a superhero, before, well, a comic book character before, but Michelle Williams is kind of like the darling of the art house set. Mm. Like most of the films that she is in, uh, they're, they're, they're usually uh, Oscar nominated and not many people see them. So it's uh, going to be interesting for her to be in a film where people actually go, oh my God, I saw that film. Uh, but the she's like, I think in this film she's phoning it in. Oh, she totally is. Yeah. I think she owed somebody a favour or something because she's gotten the... Uh, uh, Sorry, I'm just listening to the the aeroplane. So she's gotten the script and she's literally just kind of reading it and it's some of the worst writing I've seen in a movie for a very long time, like terrible, shocking dialogue, predictable dialogue, and they've, you know, they've got some gold that they could have mined in, you know, the the Venom humour that's sort of bordering on Deadpool-ish humour mm. and because they wanted to make it PG, they've cut out all of the, the good stuff, you know? Yeah. Do you, do, do you think we should listen to the trailer? Uh, yeah, actually, could, before you listen to the trailer, could I just do a line of dialogue? Because you mentioned about the, the dialogue. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, so uh, this is uh, Venom um, uh, and it says, uh, we will eat both your arms and then both your legs and then we will eat your face right off your head. We, you'll be this armless, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Going down the street like a turd in the wind. Shakedown thug. What are you? We are Venom. So there you go. There's a line from the film. Yeah, but that was probably the funniest line in the whole bloody film. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> the, the funniest line in the movie was when um, they were in his apartment. It was oh, the yes. first time that they did that big fight and they're leaving the apartment. And Venom's like, we should rip off their heads and leave them in the corner. <laughs> and he's like, well, why would we do that? Or well, Eddie Brock was like, why would we do that? And Venom's like, uh Pile of bodies, pile of heads. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like I'm pretty so sure random. that was the best line. And that was like, oh, is that mosquito? Oh, that's so weird. It's daytime mosquito, go away. Um, it's just so weird. Like that that was where it should have like built from. Uh-huh. And it never did. But anyway, play the trailer and give us a taste. Okay. I'm Eddie Brock. I'm a reporter. I always seem to find myself 
questioning something the government may not be looking at. I found something really bad. And I have been... Who said that? Who said that? Taken. Look around at the world. What do you see? A planet on the brink of collapse. Human beings are disposable. But man and symbiote combined. This is a new race, a new species. A higher life form. What do you want from me? You'll find out. I'm so sorry. We cannot just hurt people. Look at my eyes, Eddie. The way I see it. We can do whatever we want. Do we have a deal? Eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks, so little time. That power, it's not completely awful. You have no idea how much you're scaring me right now. Eddie, cooperate. And you just might survive. Guys, you do not want to do this, trust me. Giant leaps will always come at a cost. Parasite. Yeah. Name is Chen. That's probably my favourite scene of the whole bloody movie, and it's right at the end. <laughs> I like the bit where he's like, I've got a parasite. Yeah, like, yeah. Just as he's walking out, like, after he's, like, turned into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was quite good. But... I like that Venom was actually offended by the whole parasite thing. Oh, yeah. He was just like, you call me a parasite. Take that back. <laughs> Take that back. I don't know. I mean... I don't want to say this is a terrible film because it's not terrible, but um, it's not great either. (laughs) I think there was really good elements to it. I Mm. think the problem is, which we talked about on on, um, Unscripted, was you could see the possibilities of where it could go and then they took supposedly 40 minutes of the movie out that Tom Hardy said was his favourite parts of the film uh, and turned it into a... um, they tried to polish a turd. So, no, um, I think the the problem is that they wanted to sell it to a PG market, and the problem with that is, um, you know, Deadpool did amazing things, and it could have done the same thing, and it just it didn't. 
No, and you can see where they've cut 40 minutes from the film. Mm. We were saying this on Unscripted. It's Some of the scenes, the way they're cut, are really, uh, really strange. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when you think that it's just about to get really scary, like he turns in, you know, yeah, it just cuts and it's it's quite strange. So. And there was a very obvious not much blood thing because at the mm. start, like, you know, the chick has got the symbiote in her and then she explodes all this stuff out of her body and there's no blood coming out of her body and she also s- supposedly sliced a guy's head off but there was no blood and his head wasn't rolling on the ground or anything. He was just laying on the floor. Yeah, it was a bit Disney. Yeah, when you've got, which is ironic because it's Sony at the moment. So. Yeah, I know, but like it was a bit Disney in its approach. <laughs> you know, he's such a princess. Uh, but it, it, it's, um, yeah, you're right. I, I think they originally made a R18 plus film and then they just went, oh, you know, we'll make more money if we can get the kids in as well. Didn't but Deadpool make a shit ton of money? Deadpool made a, a shit ton of money. Um, and yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know why. I honestly don't know why they didn't look at, um, you know, let's just put it out there. I mean, Deadpool now is going, for Deadpool 2, like, let's make a PG-13 version. Let's just cut it down so that parents can go, okay, we can show our kids this because it's got less fucks in it. Um, and, you know, what about PG uh, Deadpool 1, less fucking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Could you imagine that? That scene's just gone. Oh, my I hate gosh. that scene. You hate what? it? That's the best scene of the film. The sex. Of course you would say that. Yeah. <laughs> scene i just don't i maybe it's because i'm an old married person now with a child or whatever and i'm not single but like, Ugh, sex i know <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, that, i don't have time for that <laughs> i think when i was single i was sex, happy to I remember watch that sex. <laughs> <laughs> i was happy to watch sex and kissing on screen and now i'm just like uh get on with the plot oh, no. <laughs> but you've said this about like netflix stuff that you've watched that like unless it's like it's got exactly what you want you like give it two episodes and you're like yeah nah yeah yeah i just don't have the patience so hey i normally give it at least four or five. Oh, okay if sorry a, if it's a short <laughs> thing like i watched all of kimmy smith the first season and then i was like yeah i get this i'm not gonna watch anymore like that's enough for me i think once you get the premise especially with american like comedies and stuff it's just the same thing yeah, episode. happy like procedural. <laughs> happy this International is- Woman's Day, best <laughs> line ever. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the, no, um, I've got it. By the way, I yeah. think that this movie. Do you guys remember Coyote Ugly? Yes. yes. Remember how that just wanted to be way sexier and way more than what it was? Yes. Like they're dancing on bars. It should have been way hotter than what Setting it was. Shit on it fire. Should- yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yet. It wasn't. It just needed to go that little bit further and it would have been an amazing movie. It's still a good movie. I was going to say, people loved that movie. I didn't really get it. Yeah, oh, because I mean, it wasn't as hot as it should have been. It like it should have just gone that little bit extra. Because I think that was another PG. Yeah, basically. But like it, because it, it kind of wanted to be and it was like it was holding itself back. That's exactly what they did with Venom. Mm. They just decided to i don't know was happy women's day was that part of was that a venom venom line or something no no happy international women's day is from the um deadpool sex scene montage oh well, that's because they're okay. celebrating all the holidays yeah, yeah and yeah. Do, do you remember it involves pegging i just fast forward so it looks like she's getting <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> <laughs> good god woman i just wait till it's finished i just go onto my facebook page and have a look at stuff while they're pegging i'm just like i know how sex works i don't need to watch somebody else have it <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, so sad. Now. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, 
Uh, it's like, hi, Chris, we're really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if, we can, if, we, if we can move away from uh, sex for a moment uh, and talk about uh, people getting their heads bitten off. Um, Jeez, I don't need to bite our heads off, Lewis. A different kind of, a different kind of head job. Um, the, the, that's a problem with Venom, as, as you said before. Is like This is a, a, a creature, a, a character, whose raison d'etre is I bite people's heads off. Like, I indiscriminately kill people and it will eat your spleen. And yet, we didn't see any of that. Every single time it was about to you know, get interesting, nah, we're going to cut away from it. And the cuts were so just like, even getting back to sex for a second. Um, <laughs> even like, there's a scene where Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams are like in a restaurant and they're just kind of like, wow, you know, they're sucking a bit hot in the restaurant. Can we get this to go? And the next scene is they're back in the apartment and then they're walking in the bedroom and the next scene is the next day. It's kind of like. That- I, I'm not a big fan of sex in films or TV unless it actually progresses the character because otherwise it's just like Do you a know what? sex I'm scene not, for sex scene. I'm not a big fan of people mowing their lawn on a Saturday. I'm just going to um, pause for a sec. That makes sense. Yeah. Why else have it? The thing is, I've just finished watching um, Sharp Objects on Foxtel. Yeah. And there is two sex scenes in the series, and both of them are very reflective of what that actual sex means to those characters. And, you know, she's got a lot of scars all over her body and so the first sex scene she does with basically most of her clothes on and the second one she does in daylight with somebody else with none of her clothes on and he's looking at her all of her scars so it's it's all about what that character is experiencing in that moment and it's got nothing to do with oh sex let's watch the sexy sex scene like Michelle Williams did that sex scene, that horrible, depressing sex scene in Blue Valentine. Oh, oh yeah, that was hard to and watch. And I, oh my god! But it was a necessary scene because it's not a pleasant sex scene. No, but it's progressing the plot and also giving you character study. But anyway, yeah. Should we get into the really spoilery bits of this film? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Drop them. So you talk about the fact that you know the sound is what Venom can't handle, the the loud noise and all that sort of shit. There's a scene where Michelle Williams gets into the um, – everyone who's listening to us, this is – it's a spoiler episode. She gets into that, like, NASA-type building um, that Riz Ahmed's character has where he's got the, the – um, rocket and all that kind of shit and all the people are dead i don't know how she got in there is is she in there or is she in the hospital where there's an mri machine well there's two scenes because there's one where she is in the hospital with the mri and then at the end she's in the thing and she figures both times she figures it out yeah like she figures out how to turn something out um up loud so that it gets a particular frequency she's a lawyer what the why she no he told her that yeah i know but how like if i walked in if i was a lawyer and i walked into like a nasa kind of thing and i was looking at a board full of knobs and is is it clearly marked <laughs> this noise, is the noise. increased frequency <laughs> speakers like true and same as the mri machine like how did she know that that particular button was this the one that made the sound or did or she just the, turn no, it no, on no, maybe, she, she closed she, the doors i think maybe I she know. maybe she saw the knob and noticed it went up to 11 she was like oh okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> well maybe we just didn't see it but she was trying all the knobs yeah. i don't know well but, the way the way they, yeah, but they had to cut that out yeah. when they were removed. yeah exactly <laughs> that's part you of can't the too saying. many knobs it won't get your pg and that, was, <laughs> that was tom hardy's also, favorite scene because none of them were working yeah exactly just, We've really 
like uh, we've hit the swearing portion of the <laughs> show. Oh, you certainly did. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. dear. But yeah, it's uh, it's just weird. Like that. So that scene where the MRI machine's there and the Tom Hardy and Venom separate. Sorry, Eddie Brock and Venom separate. And then Eddie, uh, I think he gets captured and then is near that that place in a forest. And all of a sudden, Michelle Williams rocks up with the symbiote on her. Mm. And then it's just like, it was all so disjointed. It was kind of like, Oh, and then sorry. they were kissing with the gross tongue. That yeah. was the weirdest kiss I've ever seen. In a, actually, not the weirdest, but one of the weirdest. She oh, what's the like, weirdest? I'm just trying to, there was a... <laughs> <laughs> These are my be... top five weirdest kisses of all time. Oh, we could it do that. Porno, um, so she can't really <laughs> talk. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, um, I don't know. I just think it was really weird. It was just so forced. It was like really like she was like eating his face off. Oh yeah, and all those teeth. Like who would kiss that back? Because well, of the, the symbiote that then went. Back into Eddie at that point. Yeah, is yeah. that so, technically a threesome kind of kiss? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I pay that. Yeah, so I like bit, her. <laughs> I know it's just like, oh, yeah, it was, like too many teeth. A very weird scene. There's, there's, <laughs> too many teeth. <laughs> there's a scene in the trailer, not the one that we saw, but where um, Drake is kind of separated from his. Because they've both got symbiotes at the at the yeah, end. Yeah, because the there's a symbiote that uh, the one that escapes at the beginning of the film. Yeah, he it finds its way back to where Drake is, and then like in a little girl, which again could be <laughs> real. It was a bit creepy, but it could be so much creepier. And how did she get into that place? I know they've got serious security. And where were her parents? Yeah. I know where were her parents? She just walked off from them at the airport, and they're just. Like, who doesn't turn around and look where their kid is going? And she's not even running. It's like one of those horror things where, you know, when someone walks really slowly, they still catch up with the person that's running. She's walking really slowly. Surely the parents could have caught up with her. And there was no, like, missing child in a milk carton anywhere. Like, <laughs> got cut out. God damn, all the scenes getting cut out. I Jesus. They were running to a tight schedule. I thought that, because that was the weird thing with that movie, was that we were in at, what, six... No, it was a later movie, wasn't it? Started at six forty-five. So with the trailers with, and yeah. everything, probably started around seven. Seven, yeah. We were out of there by eight thirty, yeah. and it's supposed to be a one-hour forty-minute movie, isn't it? One hour, one 50, hour fifty-two. Fifty-two, yeah, yeah. It was weird because oh. I, I think that's realized a lot that. of credits. Mm. No, no, and that was like after all the the because there's that Spider-Man yeah, thing yeah, at the end. Yeah, because there's a one, there's the first uh, mid-credit scene, which is where they have Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy, who plays Carnage, and so there was that, and which will baffle the majority of uh, cinema yeah. goers. I'm just like, oh well, I assume he's a villain of Spider-Man yeah. stuff. And then at the very end of the film. You've got it goes uh, in another universe, and then it shows you like the first five minutes of the animated Spider-Man film that's coming out later this year. That's yeah, okay. Maybe that's why it was an hour fifty-two. I don't know. Was... Because I left after the carnage scene because I'm like, I cannot stay in this. I can't believe I was here instead of hanging out with my son who's sleeping, and I won't. It doesn't matter. But, you know. <laughs> I'd rather watch my sleeping son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd rather be sitting on my bum doing a puzzle while my son sleeps. <laughs> Knitting a jumper. Because I'm getting old. Do you knit jumpers now? No. I was going to say I'll put an order in for one. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I've, I've knitted two scarves and they're both horrible and uncomfortable. <laughs> they're a bit scratchy, huh? <laughs> scarves. Yeah. Uh, that's the first thing like you learn to knit when you knit. Yeah, the wool's just like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not good. Yeah. 
But yeah, it, it, I'm in the middle of one at the moment. But you're, you're right. <laughs> it, it felt like it was a really quick, quick film. Like it didn't. It felt very long to me. I, I checked yeah. Chris's watch. How long have we got left? Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a really quick film. And, you, and we left, like, as I said, we left at 8.30 or something like that. And that I, was, uh, like, we left yeah, the cinema at yeah. 8.30. So we stayed right to the end of the tra- um, of the credits. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I honestly think that the runtime that they've got listed as official is not right. No, I, maybe I think, not. I think maybe that was a runtime before they cut everything out of it. And I think you guys are high. There's no way you left at 8.30 because I looked at Chris's watch at 8.20 and he had more time left, you know, I saw, you're going to check. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm swear there was. It was some messages. around that time, like because I know I looked at my phone when I was walking out, and it was pretty early still. Mm, mm. But speaking of, there was some kids sitting next to me, oh, no. and um, one kid had to leave the cinema uh, when he first saw Venom because he was quite frightened. So yeah, you know, for for kids to see this film, he was maybe nine, ten. So yeah. it, it is a bit scary, but um, it always cuts away before it gets too scary anyway because yeah. it's quite a scary-looking creature. That's what I was looking forward to was the horror kind and of spent, element yeah. and then they completely removed it. I and know. I think, like, we've all seen Upgrade and there's a lot of stuff that's very similar where you've got basically somebody talking to you mm. and that that's where the humour sort of comes from and also his body is doing stuff he's not actually yeah. in control of so he's freaking out a bit and, again, that's where some humour comes in. Yeah. But it just fell by the wayside. Have we got any parting words, I guess, for, for Venom? Because I think we'll probably wrap up. I, I, Have we thrown enough Venom yeah. at Venom? Yeah. Well, here's, here's the ironic thing. is like Critics didn't like it. We kind of thought it was a bit average. Audiences seemed to love it. It made like 10 million bucks more than they expected on the opening weekend. And it's obviously ready for a sequel already. It, it's it's actually like, you know, it's made enough money that a sequel is going to happen. Mm. Uh I do. You, do you think that when they put it out on Blu-ray, we're going to see two versions—the PG-13 version and then the 18 plus version? I would hope so because I would actually watch the 18 plus. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. Mm. I absolutely hope so. And the other thing too is, I wanted Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy. I wanted him to be bad in this film, but I felt like he was too good. He was bad. He was, but, but was I wanted him to be the dialogue more. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted him to like become Venom almost, like, and be bad. Mm. So yeah, they were kind of like buddies at the end. I, I yeah. mean, I don't mind that they're buddies. <laughs> it became but I, like a cop buddy movie. <laughs> oh my god, Beverly Hills Cops. <laughs> Beverly Hills uh, Venom. No, it's like San Francisco <laughs> Venom. So I don't know. I just felt like he could have like turned bad and like done some bad shit and just been like. Dealing with those moral and ethical dilemmas, and just you know, throw some real substance into it. Come on, maybe guys. that's where the, what the forty Sorry. minutes is all about—the extra forty minutes. I would love <laughs> just to just for the it. record, Cecilia was apologising to the dog, <laughs> not <laughs> to the audience, not to the audience. No. <laughs> Do you know what I'd like to see? See though, was the the voice because the they had the Tom Hardy voice being normal, and then the Venom voice was like this really gruff, gruff. Yeah, just really deep voice. I was going. I really it a bit. I am Batman. Yeah, a bit. I am Batman. Kind of like yeah. that. That kind of. Thing. I really wish that the the yeah the Tom Hardy voice. You had the Venom voice, and the Venom voice wasn't that um, the stereotype of the evil alien kind of thing. And it was kind of like a you know a, a, a posh reserve voice. And then together, when Venom spoke out of the mouth, oh. then you have the third voice. Yeah, which is more the the thing. I just think like the stuff that. Venom was saying about the heads and stuff like that would have been more creepy had it have been a different voice. I think uh, this has got nothing to do with the voices or anything, but I've just remembered the whole scene about him going, I think I like it here on Earth. I'm a bit of a loser where I'm from. Like, 
Do you remember him? That saying was kind that? of shoehorned yeah. in, wasn't it? Like and his just, his turn, like was why why are you being nice now? Why yeah. do you not want to eat yeah. all the people? I know. Yeah, that was. And so, and it's he's, okay. He's just going to eat bad people. I know. It just anyway. That's yeah. Just that, that's. I think that's the problem I got with it. it. Was it wasn't the worst film in the world? It just was not the film I was hoping it, it was, was going to be. Completely undercooked. Mm, mm. Yeah. So if if you um want to join us on our Tangent City Facebook page and let us know what what you thought, go and start a, a commentary and and whatever, and make sure you put the word. This has got lots of spoilers in it or some shit. <laughs> so you don't upset people. Yeah, that's right. We, we don't, don't want upset people. We don't. And if if we've offended your ears because we've sworn then talk to lewis <laughs> and me oh yeah you're probably the worst uh-huh listen to your account or just down under instead <laughs> probably much safer all right well i guess we'll uh, catch you on the next tangent yep. city this podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture <laughs>